a great movie. <laughs> yes, I am. Do you just keep recording all the things, or you have multiple tapes? I have multiple tapes. See, got about three here. These are all. I can't record over these though. They're very important tapes from my past. Hello and welcome, friends. It is that time again. It's previous me. I am your host, current me. That's right, talking to current you about who we were. Who we were. That's right, a we. Today, we have a special guest. Who are you? How do you want to... What, what should we call you? I'm just Jess. Just Jess. Always just Jess. So this this microcassette tape, this takes place in 2013. That is 16 years ago. It will no. be 16 years ago. 2013 was six years ago. This is what did I 2003. Say? This is really good scotch. <laughs> 2003, 16 years ago. Can you describe for us what was happening what was happening in your life in the spring of 2003? Just your life. Okay. Uh, I had moved out on my own for the first time the previous summer. I was living with my best friend from high school, Sarah. I am 18. Well, if in that spring I turned 19, so I'm 19 when we meet. Oh, you're a full-blown adult. Legally, <laughs> I was, in fact, an adult. I was working at a donut shop a lot of life experience in a very short amount of time. I should also say that we had chosen our house that we were living in based on the fact that a couple of guys we had met the previous summer lived up the block. So I start hanging out with this guy, Ken, and his roommate, Adam. Okay. And we date briefly. Okay. And then all of a sudden after that, I'm living around the corner from a guy I'm not dating anymore, which is comical. And the fact that we run into each other all the time, which then starts being this kind of weird prank dynamic. Then one day he sends a kid to my door. Hello. <laughs> he calls me and says, I have a friend coming into town. Ken, Ken calls you. Yes. Okay, Ken calls you. Tells me he's got a friend coming into town and he can't feed him. So I invite this kid into my house and... Feed him pizza luce. I bought you a fucking pizza the first time I ever met you while you're all hitting up on me and a jackass. And I hated you. Well, for now, you leave. No, I'm very nice to you. Very hospitable. And the, the second time, and the third, and the hundredth since then, with the exception of an occasional joke here that you're so fond of, I've never been anything but nice to you. And I, I, I never asked. He might come in, get to know us, love us, want to marry us. And then be as disrespectful as possible and stoop to somebody else's level, which, in my opinion, you are by far above. Regardless of whether they think it's funny at the time. They didn't know I did it. They didn't put me up to it. I'm sure that they didn't put you up to it, which is even why so, so much worse. Stop bringing them into it. They did nothing wrong. No, they didn't do anything wrong. Stop comparing me to them. I think everyone should know. Just as a preface, that we went on this adventure together. 
we were kind of a group of misfit kids who were all dealing with their own emotional baggage, which I think probably everybody at that age is, but we were really going through hard personal times and decided to just all have fun together. And even when we were not at our best and obnoxious, we had fun and a great love and that really pulled us through. That's why you and I are so close now is because we had we were these shitty human beings. It's not my fault that my roommates did not hear that part. No. Don't pass this off on me. No, I I said it to you on several occasions too, and you still call. Hey, hey, hey. She wasn't here. I tell you, I That's tell you. I tell you what, sister, friend, girl, lady. I tell you what, right now, I was asked to call from a friend. And because I'm loyal to my friends, I called. Not all of your friends. Oh, come on. Which is a fucking joke. They're not funny. They're not. And I'm sick. And I'm fed up. And I don't want you guys in my house. And I don't want to have to deal with you. And I don't want you to call here. Are you serious? I've never been more serious in my life. You look like you're joking. <sighs> Sue me. Do you know no, what we're about to listen to? I have never listened to it, but I have read the transcripts that you would mail me slowly throughout the years. <laughs> Time would go by and I would just get something in the mail randomly and it would be a paragraph of this infamous argument that we had. Do you remember what the argument was about? I bought you 24 Swiss cake rolls. And then and then they're going to be over here in two days and steal those too. I don't want them. They don't know I bought I them. I love you. I bought these with I my own money. You. I think you're a sweetheart. However... I bought these with my own money. <laughs> I know you did, hon. I know you did. I was trying to fix a problem. And did you talk to Sarah? Sarah did not say Mike go buy her Swiss cake rolls. This was my own ingenious plan. Uh, the fact that you think you can pay me off. It's not paying you off. It upset Lena dead. Sarah even tell you. Sarah even say that she's upset. That's upset. No. No. No, she didn't. Sarah was probably more upset than I was. But of course, when she called me today, I said, Sarah, are you going to let him in the house? She's like, well, Jess, it was really sweet. No, really should have seen it. And I was like, Sarah, don't cave, man, don't cave. She goes, it's not about caving, it wasn't sweet, sweet no. And you haven't let them in the house before? I said, not since we made the resolution. I'm like, if we're going to stick this, we have to stick Resolution? What are you, the fucking UN? Resolution 1441, UN Charter-1. Follow me this way. Say you're up at your house. I'm up at my house. And you say, you know what? Adam, I don't really like Jamie. I don't like... I don't like Jamie. And I I, I don't really want to hurt the poor housing work. I don't. And Adam's like, well, okay then. But yes, he continually lets her in. Yeah. You still have to deal with her. Yeah. And your feelings are ignored. And you still have to deal with the same shit you did before, right? It's yeah. the same thing. Unless Sarah agrees with me, what I say to you means dick. I can tell you, you know what, Mike? I don't want you in my fucking house ever again. And two days later, Sarah can let you in because, hey, I'm friends with Sarah. I'm like, I'm here to see you. And it all goes by. Cook. But I'm friends with you, too. Are we not friends? I thought we were friends. Are you telling me, are you telling me that you are going to let 
A box of Girl Scout cookies. It's not the cookies. Box of cookies. I didn't like the mint. I bought them for Sarah. That's not the point. I despise the mint. Do you remember when things changed for us? Uh, you called the house, and I happened to be tripping on mushrooms. And it got real. That's yeah. the moment everything changed. We did these shrooms, and we smoked a little bit of marijuana. And he said, Mike, there's something I gotta tell you. I am the devil. You just touched my tail. And I was like, okay. Okay, Mr. Devil. But then I start looking around the room at this layer that is painted a combination of deep maroon and evergreen with splotches and, like, brushes of yellow. Yeah, mustard. Mustard. Yeah, and the windows had quilts hanging over them, comforters hanging over them, both to keep the weed smoke in and the natural light out. So Ken tells me that I've touched his tail and I have to die. Okay, I have to go to the bathroom. I turn on the light and I see that there is a hole above the toilet tank. Like, and I can see the beams in the wall and I can see like the electrical cable. And then I look at myself in the mirror and I'm strung out and I'm just like this emaciated man. And I start thinking, maybe, maybe the reason that I, no one's ever over here. Maybe the reason that Jess and I fight all the time is because I am a drug addict and I have schizophrenia and Ken isn't real. I've made up this man who has sent me down to be friends with this woman and we never see him. We just hear his weird sputterings and mutterings and goings-ons. And it... it... Hey, guy. Hey, big guy. <laughs> He's my little creep up. Uh, and I, I started to think about my, my grandmother who does have schizophrenia. And so I, I walk out of the bathroom, not feeling any better, feeling significantly worse. And I am in my own mental prison. You can't maintain living like that. You know, I feel like we all knew that we were just going to hit a wall at some point. And I was just okay with going for it at the time. Jesus. It's true, though. That's really dark. I guess it is a dark way to look at it, but I mean, that's that's the truth, though. But you were that cognizant of... I don't know that I was then, but when you look back, it's quite easy to see that was not sustainable. I couldn't, I was in so much pain, and when you're just like, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna go there. Hmm. This is why, like, to this day, you and Ken, you were part of that chosen family of mine. Like, you're just part of my family. You took care of me. I mean, we took care of each other, but you took care of me more than I took care of you. I didn't have a house to give. I didn't have a place to put food. It's just what I thought you did for People you loved. I've always just taken people in and kind of let them in and said, on good faith, okay. We met at the right moment. Yeah. But it is a part of our story, so. So, Ken, 
The room is destroyed. You're in the bathroom. Yeah, I come out and he's standing in my bedroom and I'm going to walk past him to go back to the living room and he like stops me and he's built like a refrigerator. He's just dense and tough and imposing and I am an emaciated 17, 18 year old boy um, having my first psychedelic shroom experience where my best friend just told me it's the devil. He takes one of those folding stools, you know, mm-hmm. and he puts the, the rungs of it, the bottom rungs of it around my neck. And he's pinned my neck against the back of the couch with this stool. And I'm like, you are done with this. This is not happening. He flicks his wrist and the the stool, it starts spinning in the air. And while it's spinning in the air, he walks out of the room, doesn't touch the door, but it slams shut. And then the spinning stool is still in the air and it smacks against the back of that door. And right around that time, the phone rings, and it's you on the other end of the phone. We're on the phone together, and you just told me that you were truly scared. Just absolutely scared for your life. And I said, okay, I'm coming. I, you, I walked up, and you were on the porch smoking, and you looked miserable and just not okay. Because, sorry. It's funny because we were family before we were friends. We took care of each other, but I don't know that we were really friends until after we both, you had that moment and I came and just brought you back to a good place. And then you left, which was a bummer. Do you remember coming to my house to say goodbye that morning? And like, I cried. I was so sad. I didn't want you to go. I understood why you had to, but then some of our best times were just... My grandparents came up and got me. I remember. And you uh, you took back your sunglasses. I needed them. I was going where the lights were bright. I remember. I was still in bed. I was just laying there and you came in, you gave me a hug. You grabbed the glasses off the nightstand, you put them on, and out you went. A lot happened in a short amount of time. A lot of living. All right, let's get back to it. You didn't have the gall to call me or say anything. It just assumed it was okay to say something that wasn't yours. It is a fucking principle. You're saying that like I've never heard it before. <laughs> See, when I was in jail, I studied something called lack of empathy towards others, meaning that when I'd steal from someone, I wouldn't care. Because I found out that while in jail, I don't I... seem to think. Yeah, no, I don't really seem to think that was acceptable in any way. Wait, what do you mean acceptable? Like, maybe that's how you felt then, maybe that's how you feel now. However, I don't share that sentiment at all. What are you talking about? The lack of empathy toward others. I have empathy. That's why I bought you Swiss cake rolls. Twenty-four of them. 
Swiss. They're from the Swiss Alps. A traditional Swiss confection. Little Debbie. Little Debbie. come between our friendship. I don't like that. Like it's not the cookies. Sure sounds like it's the cookies. <laughs> You're not listening to me. Because nobody ever listens to Jess. I, I am actually listening to you. I he Okay. You, I you, you said many times before, it is the principle of the thing okay. that you well, steal from me. Take the principle of it entirely out of it. How do I know that anything that I say and any of the way that I feel at any time is ever going to matter to you? Let's take the jackasses you live with entirely out of the equation. And as much of a big part of the equation they are. I don't do things without a big trust. And you just, it's, it's, it's disrespectful regardless of what it was. I don't know what I hope to learn. I get, I hope that I remember a little bit about who I was back then. I think you get older and I have this idea in my head of what life was like back then. But you, you kind of tend to... Oh, what am I trying to say? Things get muddled the farther you go along and you tend to romanticize certain things or forget others and kind of just, it gets a little hazy. And I'd like to remember a little bit more about young Jess. And because I was a force, I really was fun. And sometimes I wish I had a little bit more of that sharpness. Aside for I'll yourself to listen to in the future. You did nothing. But laugh at me. All the time I try to talk to you. Everything's funny to you. Everything's funny. And I'm talking to you. No, you're not talking to me. You're freaking out. You're freaking out. God, take a pill. I don't know how. To take a pill? Yeah. Oh, that's right. You don't have a small pill. <laughs> Off that donut smell. 
Those donuts were so good. I know. I, I haven't the had any like them since, but it got to the point where I couldn't eat them anymore. I couldn't look at donuts for years after I stopped yeah. working there. used to say always be honest and so I just got it in my head when I was young that if it was true it was okay to say but as I got older I realized just because it's true doesn't mean I have to say it it's still true if I don't say it so I've definitely gotten better at picking my battles I never had a filter it would just come out this is what I want to feel except the fact that I just You've like what? snapped. Can you take some hands home or something? That's always good. I'm for children. I do it often. I mean, it's all good. Medical dad, we can converse, chat, just hang out. We can do something, you know. It's all just mumbles. I, I don't know what to, I legit don't know I, what to say. It's, oh. It's currently 1.12 in the a.m. on uh, May 10th. Saturday. I'm at Jeff's house at six twelve and a half. Six something or other. East something is about two blocks up from the H O D. She's on the phone right now. She just kind of exploded at me. I'll play that back and listen to it later. <laughs> Sixteen years later. Sixteen years later. Nailed it. As a doctor of uh, experimental life therapy. Is I this really, when yeah. you started being my doctor? I'm really not quite mm-hmm. sure what I want to do with this patient here. I, uh, I think a good swift kick in the head would be good. Kick in the head would therapy. would probably be good. Yeah. Um, let's see then. Uh, she's talking on the phone. It's actually very distracting to me right now. Try to take dictation into my little memo recorder. She's just talking. Who the hell away. am I talking talk, to talk, at talk, talk, two o'clock in the morning? Blah, blah, blah. You're on the phone all the time. And she's very upset right now. 
uh, it seems like she has a lot of pent-up rage that needs to be released in uh, a healthy manner, um, possibly mutual masturbation or uh, marijuana therapy or uh, uh, kick-in-the-head therapy. Um, these are all very, very um, beneficial. So something therapies. needed to change. Um, seems like she's uh, having a beep on One the phone. One of which you recommended was mutual uh, masturbation. It looks like he was lying. It does wonders. She just hung up the phone because she didn't want to talk to whoever she was talking to. And we'll never she know. She seems despondent. Uh, despondent. May, maybe a good uh, light the hair on fire therapy would be good for her. Uh, I don't know at this point. She, she, she seems very frustrating, but I think I think uh, where the breakthrough will come is uh, in the fucking in the ass therapy. I think that uh, oh, is really going to be beneficial for her. There was or always she, some very sexual undertones. That is also good. But... Uh, it's like he's just saying let's, let's go back to our session now terrible and things. Client, uh, Jessica. I would like to respond to a comment you made earlier in the evening. Something about how no one ever listens to you. I think that is completely and utterly untrue. I can understand how someone may not listen to you, uh, <laughs> you turn on the music. <laughs> Is it more Melissa? No. I finally turned that one off. And I know this because you are not looking at me. You're not making eye contact and your body language is telling me that you don't give a fuck. And you turn around and you grace us with your cute little I don't give a fuck smile. There it is again and the batting of the oh, eyes. Oh, you called me cute. There's those eye bats. You just stuck on my foot. Why'd you step on my foot? Are you trying to get a point across here? Don't don't hit me. You promise not to hit me? Okay, I only got one of these. It's not great, but it's only one. Okay, there's some coming boxes now. I need my head. Don't touch it. Okay. Um. Okay. Yeah, I can be kind of handsy sometimes, I guess. And you were saying. I'm very. That's you know, a I southern like thing. Better. You it's leaning a... against my thigh. It's quivering right now. Mm. Ooh, quivering thigh. Well, it is because my muscles are tense. I need to stretch more often. I should play frisbee golf tomorrow. Note to self: play frisbee golf tomorrow and early today. And I sit up and look at me while I talk to you. I listen to you. In fact. I hear every word you say. Now, I know hearing and listening are completely two different things. I understand that. I hear the sounds you make. I also listen to the sounds you make and interpret them in my mind and come up with cute, catchy comments to reply with. Oh, my God. Which, no, which will tell you 
that yes, Mike is listening because if he wasn't listening, he wouldn't just said something so comedically genius. Oh. Do you see my point? Oh. I listen to everything you say. Yep. Oh, you sad boy. Is it some cry for attention? <laughs> cry for help? Yes, it is. Do you need me to stay with you tonight and watch you? You're walking around with a micro cassette recorder. Because I'm afraid you're going to run into the street and say no one's listening to me at the top of your lungs at like 3 a.m. If you're really listening, if you are listening to me, you will hear everything that I am saying and you will understand because that's how you feel that Yes, Mike is listening because, hey, he's talking about listening. And that's what I was talking about. He must have been listening. I listen to what you say. It's a complete kick in the head on a Saturday night with a steel-toed Kodiak work boot that you say I do not listen. As an actor, I have a very sensitive ear. <laughs> It's important for me to listen and see my surroundings. Any thoughts? Care to reply? What do I say? Um. May I interject something? I just, I'm starting to feel something. Uh, my guess. Okay, first off, I don't feel that it's appropriate that you're laughing at me. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you! Another psychotic outburst. <laughs> Alright, now. I have well. a very important question to ask you. <laughs> what was it, too? It was a good one. Come here! I'm hitting you. Yeah, that's not okay. Fucking touch me. Now, she's very violent. Maybe we need some restraints in here, like a big fat guy to hold her down while I kick her in the head. Now listen, <laughs> I have to be very receptive to my environment because I am an actor, and that is what I do. How can I not understand what's going on? How can I not understand? Well, I could be. I, I would. I, I mean, I wouldn't be listening, but I am listening. I am listening. Everything you're saying. Did you forget? Yes, I already said I forgot the question. Every time. What? Every time. This music sucks. And I go to respond. Yes. And you interrupt me with yet another very important question. They are very important. However, don't touch me. <laughs> Doc, you're hurting my thing. I just want no. I hurt your thing. No. Maybe so I do violent. have important questions. I really don't know. I, I don't recall. How you say marijuana therapy block. I back on myself as violent. My but... brain doesn't always function as quick as yours. <laughs> Are you okay? Do you need a hug or something? Like a warm bath and oatmeal? 
<laughs> what do you need? Let me forgive you. You're allowed over. Whatever you want. You need to go home right now. Why? Because I need to myself for a while. It's fine. Are you like really horny and need to masturbate? No. I do. I don't. <laughs> do you want to hurt me? I might. You might just have to go. I'm just a little upset. Why? Right now and Are you frustrated because I keep interrupting you? <laughs> no. <laughs> if I may ask, why are you frustrated? <laughs> Is it because you find yourself attracted to me? Is this it? That would be very frustrating to me also. <laughs> okay. He what? thinks he's funny. And we're friends now. <laughs> no. That's not quite it. Bless you. <laughs> no. You're patient. No, my woman. Not to what? I love you, Mike. I love you. Please stop trying. And just go home right now. You're just making me... You have long been a soulmate of mine, I think. We have been close for a long, long time. You are the other great love of my life, if you will, which my husband understands and is fully accepting of. I love your husband. You were kind of grandfathered in. We brought you along. You married us. I did. I needed you to be a big part of my day, and it didn't seem right to have you be a groomsman because you're mine, you know, not his. Um, But so we asked you to get ordained and to marry us. And I did. And then you just kept doing it. And that was, yeah, that was over 10 years ago. It would be 11 years in May. It's true. so frustrated. <laughs> no, I don't. Why can't you just take things in stride and have fun in life, huh? I am having a lot of fun in life. It looks like you're frustrated. <laughs> Why? I'm so hungry. And I... You want me to make you something? No, I want... You got 24 Swiss cake rolls. Have one. You need milk with your Swiss cake rolls, huh? Well, why don't you just grab your nipple and squeeze out some juice? You're not funny. Tell me I'm not funny, but you're not funny. You're not funny. I do want to have fun. It's really embarrassing to look back. My mother can never listen to this. We were not. We were very young. We weren't in a good place back then, and that's just the truth. I was angry. So you're frustrated because you're hungry. That's it? No, no comment. I... I'm just had what one would call possibly a horrible day. Why don't you tell me that? And life is never. It always has to be awkward. <laughs> it's going to go awkward. So yeah, I wish I could have told myself then to just not be quite so concerned with happily ever after. 
That's what I would tell her. And it didn't fit quite well. It was okay. What are you talking about? When I called you on the phone, you were crying. So whenever I talked to my mother, I cried. Whenever I talked to Jesus, I cried too. You don't talk to Jesus. You just say you don't talk to Jesus? Who are you to judge? <laughs> I don't think so. You do not sit at the right hand of the Father. Uh-uh. No way, Jose. You don't know what happens when I talk to Jesus, because I do it in my mind. What I wanted to do tonight, dear honey, talk to Jesus. You said I could come over. Eat my Reese's ice cream and relax. You have Reese's ice cream? That's for me to know. You said you have Reese's ice cream. And my mocha almond fudge. You have two types of ice cream? I do. That's cool. I want them as dessert, though. Not as the main course. Since I was really young, I just have been, at the heart of it, you wouldn't know externally, but inside, very much a romantic. And that's kind of what made me so abrasive and outgoing back then, is I was just, I wanted it now. We've captured something on this audio tape, and I'm sorry, is that a pineapple on the... It is. It's a pineapple hamper. Oh my god. Sean and I have a thing for pineapples. Pineapples have been following me around lately. How many pineapples can you see right now? Uh, Just the one, I think. I don't think there are any in here, which is why... I don't know. This is nothing like a Cosby sweater, okay? (laughs) This is from J. Crew, part of the... I think it's Joseph Crew. Joseph. Yeah, named after the father of Jesus, Jesus's other dad. <laughs> oh my God, okay. What the hell was the question? <laughs>